1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, we begin this morning with the numbers, and you have today's first guest. I do. Daniel Wong from Remax Prime Properties. Dan is one of the co-owners of Remax Prime Properties Unique Group. Dan, welcome to On the Market. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. Dan, earlier this week, the inflation numbers came out, and you were stating that that's good news. Tell us a little bit about what that number was and how you feel it's going to affect the consumer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the numbers, uh, the inflation numbers for January came in at uh, 2.9%. Um, the reason why I'm you know, really happy about this is that uh, you know, most economists were actually expecting uh, a higher number of 3.3%. Uh, so, you know, we had a bit of a surprise on the downside. Um, so, you know, a lot of the, I just want to kind of break down the uh, numbers here. Um, I think a lot of the decrease were actually as a result of, you know, gas prices being, um, you know, lower during the month of, you know, January. Um, you know, that was a bit of a surprise for everyone. Inflationary uh, numbers are, you know, one of the, the factors that the Bank of Canada takes a look at in order to, you know, kind of determine what, uh, interest rate policy is going to be. Um, you know, the other figures that they take a look at are also, you know, em- employment numbers as well as, uh, you know, wage growth. So, you know, it, like you, you could kind of think of this as, you know, the, uh, the triumvirate, right? So, you know, one of three, you know, uh, you know, factors that they kind of take a look at. Um, everyone's kind of excited about this because, uh, you know, we've heard from, you know, many of the banks uh, such as, you know, CIBC, uh, the Royal Bank of Canada, that uh, rate decreases will most likely take place starting in June. Um, and, you know, we're taking a look at uh, perhaps a 1.25% decrease in uh, 2014. Um, so, you know, this is really positive news for a lot of borrowers out there, especially those who are on, uh, you know, variable mortgage rates. So, you know, all these folks are, you know, getting punished right now by uh, the Bank of Canada. And, uh, you know, I've got, you know, colleagues who are, you know, paying $6,500 a month for mortgages when, you know, it used to be, you know, $2,000 a month. So, you know, that's really putting, a, you know, a crimp on your, um, you know, spending patterns. So what advice do you have for those who hold a variable mortgage rate? Um, so, you know, what I would do is uh, wait for the rates to come down and then, um, you know, kind of ride it down. Uh, you know, like from personal experience, uh, you know, when 9-11 happened, um, you know, I was paying about, uh, you know, five and a half percent on my mortgage. Um, I wrote that all the way down to 1.25 percent. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, that the Bank of Canada is going to go back to, you know, 1.25 percent interest rate, but, you know, the current rates are unsustainable. And, um, you know, even the, the Bank of Canada itself has kind of acknowledged the fact that, you know, the high interest rates actually are contributing 27% uh, of the total, you know, inflationary pressures to, uh, you know, the inflation rates that we're seeing. So you think about that. 
Right now, we're at 2.9% inflation rate. Uh, 27% of that is because of the high interest rates. So if you take that 27% away, which is 0.8, we're down to 1.9%. Uh, sorry, my math is wrong. It's, uh, we're down to uh, 2.1%, which is almost at the 2% rate that the Bank of Canada is looking for. So imagine a world where, you know, they drop the rates and, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing 27% of the inflationary pressures, you know, being taken off the table. That's a good news story. And I was going to add, Dan, that when the BOC raises rates, they're in order to tame inflation, they're actually making the problem worse. So thanks for clarifying that. For people that have been sitting on the fence for just over a year now, what's their next move? Is this the right time to jump into the market? Are they going to see some relief in the rate in the short term? Yeah, I certainly... Um Look, there's a, there's a saying, right? Um, we don't make more land. So the supply of land is the supply of land that we've got. You need to live somewhere. So you're either, you know, living in your parents' basement or, you know, you want your independence and you're out there looking for your own property. Um, my suggestion here is, is that you know, seeing how in the inflationary trend has been coming down, I would get in. To the market as soon as I can, especially if you can afford the current interest rates as they are, you would certainly see a benefit as the Bank of Canada starts to lower its rates. And it's just extra money in your pocket. And also because we're in an environment where, you know, there's not a ton of competition out there yet. It's not crazy right now like it was, you know, a, a year or two ago. Like you might actually be able to get, you know, the home of your dreams as a result of, you know, the, the fact that there aren't as much competition out there. And I think that, uh, you know, prices have actually come down quite a bit, uh, you know, year over year. So, you know, you've got additional purchasing power right now if you jump into the market at this particular point in time. So just so we're clear, the Bank of Canada's next policy announcement is, I believe, March 6th. What are you suggesting that our listeners do once that announcement is made? And if there is, you know, if they're going to hold rates at that point or if there will be a cut? Well, we're pretty sure that um, we're not going to see a cut in March. Um, You know, most economists out there are predicting a June rate cut. However, you know, what I would do is I would go now. Go and talk to your real estate agent. Go and talk to your broker and start, you know, looking at what is available out there, what you can afford under the current high interest rates, and try to get a deal done before the interest rates come down in June. Because, you know, as soon as interest rates come down in June, people who cannot afford to get into the market at this particular point in time, they will be in the market. And then you're going to be faced with additional competition. And the market's going to heat up again, I believe. And I think it's no secret that March they're going to hold the rate. But if inflation continues to come down, and suppose we hit 2.7 or 2.8, do you think there's any chance that we might see an April decrease, even if it's a quarter point? Well, you know, 
anything is possible, right? Um, you know, especially if the economy surprises, you know, on, on you know, with the much lower interest rates. Um, you know, that combined with, say, you know, uh, not as much growth in terms of, uh, you know, wages, the Bank of Canada is going to take a look at those two factors and they might actually, you know, surprise us with a, uh, a rate decrease in, you know, much earlier than June, say, you know, April. So even though inflation seems to be slowing down, there are those who are listening right now who are still struggling to make ends meet. What advice do you have for them? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I do a lot of reading. Um, and, you know, there's a, I, I appreciate, you know, there could be a lot of listeners out there, you know, who are stretched at this particular point in time. Um, you know, my personal sense is, you know, wait it out. Like, you know, and by waiting it out, I don't mean, you know, uh, you know, go get a side gig or something like that. You know, just save as much as you can. Try to get into the, you know, real estate market if that's your thing. And, you know, you will see a better time, uh, whether it be, you know, June or earlier. And uh, just before we let you go, if you were a seller and you're starting to see the market improve, you're starting to see inflation come down, there's this promise of interest rates dropping in a couple of months. Are you hitting the market now or are you waiting until there's more buyers out there possibly with lower rates? That's a very interesting question. Um, you know, like traditionally, you know, in real estate, uh, we try to time everything with respect to a spring market. Um, we're almost in spring. Uh, I wouldn't wait to, you know, try to list my property. Um, I would try to go out there now. Good point, because there's less competition for you right now and, that's probably going to result in an extra few thousand dollars for you. Dan, if our listeners want to connect and get more clarification or ask you any questions, how can they do that? Yeah, you can certainly, uh, you know, give me a call at the office. Uh, that's, uh, you know, Remax Prime Property uh, Unique Brokerage. And uh, the number there is 416-928-6833. And I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. Awesome. Information. We look forward to seeing you on again. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. After the break, a new way to invest in real estate. This is On the Market on 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties, with today's next guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is Shaley Sivastava, CEO of RealShare. Shaley, welcome to On the Market. Thanks, Asif. Good to be here. Shaley, tell our listeners a little bit about RealShare. Sure. Uh, RealShare is a digital exempt market dealer. We enable investments into private market investments, uh, in an easy and effective manner. 
most of our investments are primarily uh, real estate investments uh, that are from land development mortgage investment corporation real estate investment trust or uh, income funds so shelly simplify this for us and for our listeners how does it work and how much of an investment is required sure uh, we believe in enabling everyone to make investment into real estate so our investments go as low as $5000 and it is very easy so you can go to realshare.ca look at the different investment opportunities select the opportunity that basically works for you and create the uh, profile and make an investment and, and Shelly, so tell our listeners a little bit about clients that would a real estate portfolio with you and say they wanted to invest $10,000, how would they do that and what would that get them? Sure. So uh, the investments that currently we have are uh, different in terms of their nature. So for example, through say $5,000, you can invest into a land development deal or you can invest, invest into a mortgage and you will be eligible for a return that could be a, a, a monthly return or it could be a five-year return where you can get your distributions. So the nature of the investments, they differ based on different uh, kind of investments. And even with an investment of, you know, as little as $5,000, is there a risk involved or is that a principle guaranteed for the investor? So any kind of investment into private private capital market is has, has its own risk. But similar to uh, how you uh, understand the risk behind, say, public investment opportunities, real estate investments uh, and real share makes it possible for you to understand the risk before you invest into such opportunities. So you can actually reach out to our dealer representatives. You can give us a call and we can explain you the risk behind each investment opportunity before you take a decision. And, and you were speaking of land developments and, and investments in land. Are these mostly commercial investments or also residential projects? So most of the investments that are available with RealShare, uh, these are commercial investments uh, that are available. Even with the residential, you are not looking at investing into a particular house, but you could be looking at a project uh, that involves a development of 300 to 400 units. So you are actually investing side by side to the developer, and you get eligible for the investments and the returns that a developer is normally entitled to. And how long is the term of the investment? So, um, as I explained, every investment opportunity comes with its own terms. Uh, but at the same time, most of the investments also have uh, the process where in case you want to get the money out, you will be eligible for. But it's important that before you make an investment, you read the terms and the conditions uh, properly. So you know what kind of uh, uh, process that you would uh, need in case you want your money out. So is this more like a syndication where you're gathering a bunch of investors together in order to fund a project? And if not, what makes it different? Uh, it's actually not. So for example, when you are specifically looking at a land development project, when it comes to the equity investment, developers generally uh, uh, need 
uh, equity investment and they are looking at their private investments uh, in past uh, that's why these kind of investments were only available to the high net worth individuals but with real share we are making these investments available for uh, for eligible investors who can now invest with the smaller amount the good thing is that with the offering memorandum uh, the maximum risk that you have is for the amount that you are invested in and you become eligible uh, equity investor it is similar to how you are purchasing uh, shares of apple or microsoft outright similarly you can purchase the share of a private investment project Can I ask you where did this idea come from? I mean, were you working in real estate and this came to you, but but how did you go into this space and this specific area of real estate investment? So, the idea originated back in uh, 2018 uh when me and my business partner were uh, uh were looking at the investments into private capital market space. and uh that's when idea uh came out of how can we make uh, a- anyone and everyone eligible to uh invest into such investment as well as we benefits out of it so this is when we started coming up with the idea and of course this is a very regulated space so it took us some time to create a process and from there the real share grow uh which was originally uh, acreage way yeah i'm sure you've peaked the interest of a lot of our listeners what's the average they can make in terms of a percentage if they were to invest into your your real share group sure uh when you are looking at the investment say into mortgage uh most of the investments are between 8% to uh, 12% while if you are looking at some of the REIT you can get up till 16% and some of the land uh development projects are also giving between 25% to 28% of returns uh but of course like every kind of product has its own risks and benefits so we need to before we make an investment it's important that uh we understand all the terms and conditions behind it for our listeners who might be concerned or might think wow this sounds too good to be true what would your message be to them So my message would be uh these kind of investment opportunities existed from quite a while uh real share is making it possible for you to access them but before you make an investment it is important that uh you speak to a dealer representative understand everything all the risks and opportunities behind an investment and based on your own risk uh, profile make that investment we are here to help and create the transparency and trust into the private capital market it it sounds really easy to become an investor in, in one of these different areas what is the process if someone wanted to invest with you today if someone wants to invest with us today uh it's very simple go to realshare.ca uh create your profile real share will come up with a uh, maximum limit up till which you can invest and in case you have any questions regarding the profile creation there is a uh, number available on the website and throughout your profile creation you can give us a call and we can help you creating your profile once that is created your eligible investment opportunity will be available for you to make investment and uh, basically you have end to end digital process available for you to complete your investment 
But in case you have any questions, our team is always available to answer it. And uh, uh, 24 by 7, we have our support created for uh, your service. That's awesome. And if our listeners want more information, where can they find it? So you can go to realshare.ca or you can reach out uh, directly to the email IDs that we have created on, on that we have made it available on our website, or you can give us a call uh, at our toll-free number that is also available on our website. And we will respond to you within 24 hours. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and for sharing about RealShare. Thank you so much. When we come back, your real estate questions. This is On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next. And our first one comes from Charlie in Unionville. They're considering an investment property, but are unsure about how much to spend on a two-bedroom condo in North York region. What is the average price? And if prices are north of 800 k do you expect those values to increase? Asif, what's your advice? Well, there's certainly a lot of options in that corridor. And so you're going to get some prices that are above the 800 k mark. You might get some prices that are below the 800 k mark. But there's other things to consider as well. Is there parking included? Is that something that you need? The other thing is maintenance fees. Some of the older buildings may be a bit cheaper on price because the maintenance fees are higher. And you also have to look at what the maintenance fees will include because some of the older condos will include all the utilities within that. So lots to consider. Would love to chat and be able to point you in the right direction. And what about in terms of average price? Asif, what do you think? The average price for a two-bedroom is going to hover around that 750 to 800 mark. The average price of a one-bedroom is probably closer to about $650. Again, it depends on the age of the building, the amenities that the building has to offer, and its proximity to Young Street for the subway. And in terms of the value of the property, do you expect those kinds of condos to increase in price or increase in value? They sure will, and especially with the subway coming north, uh, you know, any expansion of that subway is going to help increase the value there. There's a, a lot going on there. There's so many new plazas and amenities coming up, new developments that are cleaning up that area as well. So the price will definitely continue to climb. So whenever you're looking for an investment property, especially a condo, you're looking for amenities, proximity to major highways and thoroughfares. You're looking for hospitals and grocery stores and all of those practical items as well. Correct, yeah. And, and also other amenities like, uh, you know, how close are the schools? A lot of people that are looking in the areas, they're looking for kids' schools that their kids can travel to, you know, without uh, a lot of hassle and and, and what else is around there in terms of other amenities, medical clinics, dental offices. So a lot goes into valuation of these properties. And the builders continue to build, and the prices are hitting upwards of $1,600 to $1,800 a square foot on average. So 
now you're looking at some of the newer ones maybe even being more expensive than some of the older ones that may have sold for $1,000 a square foot back in the day. Uh, but again, it depends on the maintenance fees. What have they gone up to? What do they include in all that? The next question comes from Fran in Thornhill. She wants to know what to watch out for when purchasing a new build house or condo. Asif, what do you think? Well, first and foremost is the development charges. So you want to make sure that you take a realtor in with you for the negotiation of purchasing that new condo or new home because they'll know what they can cap, what they can ask for, uh, what they can ask for in terms of upgrades, things like that. Uh, you know, when you walk into a sales office, the people that are in the sales office are actually working for the builder. So their mandate is to get the best possible deal for the builder. When you go in with the realtor, they're going to be negotiating for you and making sure they can cap. Uh, maybe they can include a free locker for you or get a discount on the parking rate. There's so many different ways that you can protect yourself in, when you're signing that agreement, although you do have a 10-day cooling off period. So after you've signed it, you can still show it to a realtor. Sometimes it might be too late because they won't really negotiate off of that, but uh, your option would be to get out of that deal. But, you know, going in, eyes wide open, making sure that you're capping where you can cap, having maybe free assignment fees, which will help you later on. All of these things make a difference. And so there is room to negotiate when you're purchasing a new build? Yeah, they don't really negotiate on price. Those are pretty well set out, but there are terms that can be negotiated. And usually we'll go into the builder beforehand and ask them where we can cap, what we can cap, what we can include for our clients. And once we have those in place, then we'll go out to our clients and say, here's a deal. This is what the condos are selling for. However, my clients are going to get a free locker. My clients are going to have development charges capped at $8,000 or $10,000, depending on what it is, if it's a condo or a house. And that's, those little things will make a huge difference because there's some horror stories out there of people having to pay sixty dollars or $100,000 extra on closing for development charges. So if you go in with your own agent, there is some room, there might be hidden bonuses that you're not even aware of. Exactly. And, and you know, the agents that do work in that pre-construction realm are able to know what builders can offer, what developers are offering, what the competition is offering, and be able to ask for those on your behalf. As a reminder, if you have questions for On the Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? Yeah, they can always reach me on my cell, 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. That's our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez for Asif Khan. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.